Welcome back to Shnei Mikra, the OU podcast series on Parshat HaShavua. This is Menachem Liptag, and in today's year we continue our study of Parshat Ekev with Sheni, the second Aliyah. Moshe Rabbeinu had just explained to the people how bountiful the land of Israel is, but now he's going to explain that there's a danger without bounty. In the desert, they needed God for their food and for their water. The land of Israel has all the food and water they need, but there's a danger that that bounty may cause them to forget God. Pasuk Yud Aleph, verse 11 in chapter 8. Hishamer lecha, Moshe tells the people, be careful, petishkach et Adonai Elohecha, lest you forget God, levotish mor mitzvotav umishpatav v'chukotav, asher nochim mitzavcha hayom, lest you not keep these commandments and these laws that I'm teaching you today in the speech again that he's going to continue with from chapter 12 to 26 where he teaches all the laws specifically. Pentocha v'savata, what might happen in this land, you will eat and become satiated. And you'll build good houses and you'll dwell on them. Your cattle and your sheep will become plentiful. You'll become wealthy with silver and gold. And everything you have will prosper. So what's so terrible about this prosperity? Moshe continues in Pasek Yedalid, V'ram levavecha, this prosperity will cause haughtiness. V'shechachta t'adonai lohecha, ha'motziacha me'erz mitzrayim y'bet avadim. This haughtiness and plenty may cause you to forget Hashem. You may forget the God who took you out of Egypt from slavery. Ha'molichecha ba'midbar ha'gadol v'hanora, the same God who took you through this terrible desert. Nechash saraf ha'krav, this desert where there were snakes and vipers and scorpions. V'tzimon asher ein maim, and thirst because there was not enough water. The God who took out water for you from a solid cliff. The God who fed you the manna in the desert. This food that your ancestors had never known of. He did this in order to afflict you. However, to test you and help you grow. All for your ultimate good so you would learn from that experience. Why did God put you through that difficult desert experience? Because you're coming to the land of Israel, if you did not have that preparation, and you did everything yourself, what would you say? You might say in your heart, that it was my own strength and my own great hand that allowed me to amass all this great wealth. God is afraid that all the plenty of the land of Israel would cause the nation to forget God. Therefore, he put them through the desert experience to remember where that plenty comes from. You must remember God when you come to the land of Israel. He is the one giving you the strength to amass all that wealth on your own. In order that you can fulfill the covenant that he had sworn to your fathers as we are discussing on this very day. And therefore, the desert experience was there in order to make sure that the people will know when they come to the land of Israel not to let that plenty and prosperity to get to their head. This section can help us better appreciate the holiday of Sukkot. Moshe just explained to the nation what was the purpose of their experience in the desert, how the hardships of the desert were there to prepare them for the challenge of the land of Israel, because in the land of Israel, when there's so much plenty, that may cause man to forget God. We went through a desert experience, eating the man to prepare us and remind us that our food comes from God, so that when we plant 
and grow food on our own in the land of Israel, we will remember that God is the source of our food, even though we're doing it ourselves. That prepared the generation of the desert as they entered the land. What will prepare future generations? One way to do it would be to send Am Yisrael back into the desert every year. But that would be rather impractical. Instead, we have the holiday of Sukkot, where God tells us, leave our homes and live in a sukkah, which reminds us of the desert experience. The Ananek Kavod, or represented by the Schach on top of the sukkah. Therefore, every year, at the height of our harvest season, when there is the biggest challenge and danger that all the plenty that we are gathering could cause us to forget God and become haughty once again, specifically at that time of the year, on Chag HaSif, when we gather our produce of the land, God tells us, leave your homes, go back to the sukkah, relive, figuratively speaking, the desert experience, and remember, even though you're doing everything on your own, recognize that the source of all your sustenance and the reason why the land gives its produce is because God is the one giving it that power. If you recall the Pasuk in Parshat Amor that summarizes the holiday of Sukkot at the end of chapter 23 in Sefer Vayikra, Laman Yidu Dorotechem, so your future generations will know and understand, Kiba Sukkot Hoshaftet B'nei Israel, that I put the nation of Israel in Sukkot when I took them out of Egypt. Therefore, in light of Moshe Rabbeinu's explanation to the people in his final speech, we have a better understanding of what the holiday of Sukkot is all about. Now Moshe Rabbeinu is going to continue the warning that began in the beginning of Parshat Ekev, which was, Vaya Ekev Tishmun. Should you listen to God's laws, then God will bless you. How about if you don't listen? Vaya Im Shachoch Tishkach Et But should you forget Hashem your God, and instead follow other gods, and serve those other gods and bow down to them. I'm warning you today that surely you will be destroyed. Just like I'm going to do now to the nations that I'm going to destroy in front of you. They had sinned. God was upset with their behavior. And that gave you the right to kick them out because he commanded you to do so. You will be destroyed in a similar manner. Just like God had explained in Sefer Vayikra, in Perik Yudchet, in chapter 18, the reason why he's throwing the nations out is because of the decadent behavior. And the reason he's giving you the land is to set up a nation that does better. Again, this will happen should you not listen to the voice of Hashem, your God. Notice we have the phrase, like we had it, the covenant in Har Sinai, that was a condition for the covenant in Mount Sinai. Here we have Ekev in the beginning of the parsha. And now we have Im Ekev Im Lotishmun. This passage now concludes chapter 8. And that discussion by Moshe Rabbeinu, what will be the consequence should you follow God's laws? What will be the consequence should you not follow God's laws? In chapter 9, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to begin a new section of his rebuke that relates to what might happen when Am Yisrael enters the land from a different angle. Pasuk Aleph, Shema Yisrael, Ata over hayom Pay attention, Israel. You are crossing today or very soon the Jordan River. You're going to conquer nations much greater and powerful than you are. You have to conquer cities that are fortified with walls all the way up to the heaven. Am gadol v'ram very strong and powerful nations, the children of the giants. Ashrata yadata vatashamata. You know and you've heard about them. Meet yetsev lifnei b'nei You've heard all these rumors 
Who could possibly stand before these giants? You should know today. It is your God who is going to lead the way in front of you. He is going to be a consuming fire. It is He who is going to destroy them. It is He who will cause them to surrender before you. You will conquer them and take them over and destroy them very quickly. Just like God had promised you, that is what will happen. This concludes Shemi, the second Aliyah. In the next Aliyah, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to explain why he gave this background to make sure that when God helps them defeat these powerful enemies, they should not let this victory get to their head and say they did it themselves. So just like we had in chapter 8, that working the land and amassing all that produce on our own might cause haughtiness, in a similar manner, our military victories that God is helping us with may also cause haughtiness. One way to solve the problem would be Stay in the desert. Don't fight battles. Don't work the land. Live in a miraculous existence. Sing God every day with miracles. But that would not be a challenge. The big challenge of the land of Israel is to live with nature, but see the hand of God behind those events. This, we see, will be the challenge of life in the land of Israel. And Moshe will continue this idea in Shlishi, the third Aliyah, which we will study tomorrow.